0: I had um, one service contractor, as an example, they were making great money on smaller jobs, you know, onesie, twosie, one-day, two-day jobs, but they were losing always losing money on larger jobs, and they kept wanting to win larger jobs, and they were being successful at winning those jobs, but they couldn't make money on them. And so if you had a two- or three-week-long job that they would lose – Not only would they not make 20%, they may lose 10%. So really there's a 30% swing and that would wipe out 15 other small jobs profit. And so they end up making zero profit. So I was able to go in and say, okay, you know, why, why are we losing money on larger jobs?
1: What is going on, Men of Abundance? You know who I am, but just in case you don't, I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how to live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. You heard me right. You can start living a life of abundance on your way to having more even before you have more. In fact, it's a requirement. You have to start living a life of abundance. You have to start enjoying your life, enjoying your journey today before you can actually obtain more. Now, I will say it is very well possible that you obtain more resources in your life. There are many things you can do to earn more money. There are many things you can do to have other connections in your life. But if you're incapable of happiness today with what you currently have in your life, chances are you are going to be unfulfilled when you reach that destination that you see in your mind's eye. And I 100% know this to be true after all of the conversations that I've had for Men of Abundance, all of the personal conversations that I've had with clients that I work with and other people that I talk to, and in my own personal life. That's how this whole journey got started because I was ungratefully chasing a six and seven figure income not realizing that I was literally living the life that I wanted. I had the six-figure income. I was living in Hawaii on the beach. I was already traveling the world. Heck, I'd already been to 23 countries on five continents. I had lived a life most have only dreamed of, yet I wasn't truly fulfilled. I wasn't truly enjoying it until I started being grateful for all the things that I had. Funny thing. Once I started being more grateful for what I had in my life, so much more came into my life. So many more connections, stronger friendships, more amazing opportunities that I hadn't even considered, and yes, even more resources. And that's what I want for every single one of you, as well as those that you're connected with. So make sure you are abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with others so they too can hear these conversations and start their journey of living a life of abundance. Now our future guest today is a CPA, but he's not your typical CPA. He is a visionary, a change agent, and a paradigm breaker for the business world. He was raised in the family business and took a love of business from an early age and turned it into his future. He's a results-oriented senior executive, public speaker, and consultant with more than 20 years of success. Brent crosses many business verticals. He leverages his extensive experience to help businesses improve profitability, increase capacity, develop overall sustainability, as well as change often outdated assumptions. Combined, this provides the gateway for a greatly enhanced overall return. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Brent McClure. Brent, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic, Wally. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Brother, well, it's my pleasure. It really is. Uh, anytime anybody uh, is is uh, recommended by Interview Valet, any of the team over there, I don't have to do much vetting. I just get right into it and say, absolutely, just go ahead and set them up because I've been working with them for so long. They know exactly who I want to talk to, who's perfect for Men of Abundance. Um, but uh, what's your experience working with them so far?
0: Oh, that sounds that sounds great. I'm I'm glad to hear positive feedback on your end. I've certainly had. Nothing but positive um, vibes from Interview Valet. They make it super simple and easy um, for my end as well just to hop on, and, and they take care of everything and, and send me notes and, and a checklist of what I need to do beforehand. So it makes it real super simple.
1: Yeah, and as far as the, the guest, uh, I know that they also go ahead and do all kinds of, you know, some graphics and stuff like that, send it out on social media. Uh, and just keep pumping that out. So uh, that's, that's, right. that's a huge benefit as well. Have you uh, felt the benefit of that?
0: Absolutely, I have.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that's good to know, man. It's good to know that there's teams out there taking care of uh, the guests because i love having the conversations it doesn't make any you know the conversation is partially for me that's part of why i started men of abundance so i could have these amazing conversations with guys like yourself right. uh, but you know i want to share it with the world as well so what's the point if we can't get it out there you know
0: that's right that's right yeah. it makes perfect sense
1: excellent so i'd like to start off the conversation with an attitude of gratitude brother what do you have to be grateful for today
0: man i'm happy to be grateful to be alive today it's a beautiful day here in alabama I'm happy to be here, and just looking forward to facing the rest of, the, of today. Um, happy that I have, you know, I have eight or nine people that are that are close family, and everybody's doing great. Um, two little kids are are growing and healthy, so nothing to complain about today.
1: Wonderful. Is that where you're originally from?
0: I'm originally from Louisiana. I haven't really traveled out of the South too much. I'm originally from Louisiana. Uh, now I'm in Alabama
1: okay yeah not too far not too not far, too far of,
0: away not too far, 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 far away. Of a stretch,
1: not too much of a culture shock either
0: no 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 not at all
1: <laughs> that's cool <laughs> man I dig it uh, and usually I ask where you're at in the world and what, what got you to move from Louisiana to Alabama
0: um job opportunities honestly mm-hmm. I went from um I went to school in Louisiana, and then I ended up in Dallas, Texas for a couple of years, and then I was Mm -hmm. transferred with a company to Birmingham, Alabama, which is sort of in the middle of the state, and then um, my wife and I, uh, she graduated law school, and we had a couple of babies, and we found ourselves on the coast at the beach more often than not, so we decided to move down to Mobile, Alabama, right along the beachfront, and uh, spend our days down here. So that's sort of where why we're where we are.
1: Very nice, man. I've been to Mobile, Alabama. I, I liked it down there. It was I gotta tell you, it was different for me back in the early nineties. Yes. Uh, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was stationed in Panama at the time. Okay. My first duty station. And i we there's a there's this boat that the army has called a lcu it's basically a landing craft the ramp comes down Well, the bow thruster was broke on it and they're built and designed down there in pascagoula mississippi right and um so we had to take one five days at sea and they had to have a medic on board so i was just the medic just hanging out on board wasn't doing a whole lot they kind of turned me into a deckie where i had right. <laughs> put some work in you know earn my keep yeah and um but we spent about a month down in Pascagoula, and we took a couple trips down. matter of fact, I saw ZZ Top in concert in, in uh, uh, Mobile.
0: Oh, wow. Which was
1: pretty cool. Nobody else wanted to go on the team, so I went by myself. I said, screw you, I'm going.
0: Oh, wow. Well. Uh, good thing That's I didn't get, a,
1: get, get tested for drugs because I'm sure I had a contact high after that concert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it was interesting, man. It was, it was an interesting place to be, um, being who I was back in the early 90s. It was different for me. Yeah, especially from, you know, going from Arizona to Panama and then uh, down south. And that's the longest I've ever been in the south, quite frankly. It was, yeah. it was a different environment.
0: It's a little different. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So before we got talking here, I shared, you know, a little bit about you, your bio that was shared on the intake form. And, you know, that's all your professional stuff here on Men of Abundance. We like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, how, are you, how would you describe yourself?
0: The first thing that comes to mind, Wally, is is laid back. My mm. first two initials are LB, and I like to tell people that stands for laid back.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> so I know you mentioned I'm a CPA, but I'm not your typical CPA. I feel like I'm I'm um, more easygoing and and not so uptight as you, you know. A lot of people when they hear the the word CPA, it's either they think of a green visor and a swinging light bulb, or they won't help with their taxes. Mm. And, uh, that's just doesn't really describe me or define me. I'm, I'm a born and bred business person and, and grew up on a farm in Louisiana. My parents had a grocery store, so grew up in the grocery store, literally. Um, I remember putting up boxes of groceries when I was five years old in exchange for quarters so I could play Miss Pac-Man in the back. Yeah, laid back, uh, business-minded, love family. Like I said, my wife and I have two little ones, or they're not so little anymore, but nine and ten, and um, just really focused on on family and faith and and, and building this life forward.
1: Yeah, I dig that. And I like that you said that you really focused on family and faith, because that's what Men of Abundance is all about, is living a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And, you know, we have to have that, all of that dialed in and pulled together. In fact, I'll be speaking on that later on this evening on the, on another uh, front. But I dig that, the, you know, one, I dig that you're laid back. You know, everybody's got this stereotype of the CPA. My CPA that I worked with for about five or six years out in Hawaii was kind of the same way. He was born and raised out there in Hawaii. Really laid back dude. But what I like about what you're doing that most CPAs don't do anyway that I've come in contact with because I do aspire to work with one or two CPAs doing what I do as a business and marketing strategist Sure, is... A lot of CPAs, that's all they do. They just do the books, they just do the taxes. And so many of these businesses need so much more. That's right. And they look at the CPA as the guy who's helping me with my finances, but really they cringe every year because they don't want to show the CPA their numbers.
0: Exactly. Because they're
1: getting worse and worse every year. And more importantly, the state that they're in, that they're personally in is getting worse and worse every year. This is just a personal observation that I'm seeing with businesses mm-hmm. that I'm talking to. What yep. is, what is your experience with that? You're obviously agreeing.
0: Yep. I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm seeing the same thing and it, I see it all too often where business owners, they don't understand the, the numbers. They don't understand accounting or the books. So they ignore it. And mm-hmm. then like you say, at the end of the year, they're dump everything on their CPA and they're, they cringe because they don't know what the outcome is going to be. And you, it's very hard and difficult to run a business and maybe we'll touch on this later, but it's difficult to run a business if you don't know what the numbers are or you don't know how you're doing or progressing. Right?
1: Exactly. 100%. At the same time, it's so easy as a business strategist, coach, consultant, whatever label, and they're all different, but It's so easy for somebody like myself and for yourself that can look at the numbers and can just make drastic, just let me rephrase that, tiny little changes. Yes. To not the numbers, we're not changing the numbers, we're changing some strategies to improve the numbers. Because by not looking at the numbers, you can't see the picture. By looking at the numbers, you can see the picture. And somebody who knows what they're doing can go, well, here's the problem you're bleeding out here and this is why you're, you're paying uncle Jim over here and what's he doing? He says, he's marketing your business, but when's the last time you got any leads converted type of thing, you know?
0: Right, right. Exactly. So what exactly, are the,
1: what are the experiences that you're seeing? Some of them we're gonna we are going to get a little bit more into that, but just real briefly, when you're able to sit down and look at the numbers, what are some things that you're able to point out? Like right away?
0: It's real easy for me to understand, Expenses like you're talking about also cost of goods sold and just by industry, depending on, you know, what company or industry we're looking at, where I have experience with maybe multiple clients or companies in that same industry. So I can, I can quickly look and say, okay, your costs of goods sold are 2% too much or 2% too low. What's going on? Or, you know, your insurance costs are out of this world talk to me about that, or maybe payroll's out of this world, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, just from comparing from my experience and working with multiple companies, um, many times it is payroll. Um, they have too many people in certain areas and not enough people in other areas, and if they would just smooth that out, then, um, things would be more streamlined and flow a lot easier and work gets done more quickly and, and better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, that comes down to a lot of personality issues. Either absolutely. The owner of the business doesn't like conflict. They don't want to fire somebody or, you know, let them go. Absolutely. That <laughs> would be actually better for them because and better for the business and better for all the other employees. There's just so many things going on there that is a little bit, you know, takes a little bit more dynamics. Uh, once you get in there and have a conversation and get to know them, you really got to get kind of personal because I believe that business really is a a spiritual entity. Sure. And it's a living, breathing entity. I mean, it really is. It really is because there's people involved, but you really have to be able to be the leader to take care of everybody across the board. Otherwise you're going to end up shutting your doors and devastating a lot of families.
0: That's right. No doubt.
1: So we're going to get more into this because man, I can just talk about this subject forever. (laughs) I geek out on this so, so hard, but, we like to get to know a little bit about, you know, the, the kick in the gut moment. Sure. Because sometimes this kick in the gut moment changes the trajectory of our life and where we thought we were going to (laughs) go. So if you would share that kick in the gut moment with us and really make us feel that.
0: Yeah, sure. No problem. So think back to 2008,
1: 2009. Mm, That hurts already.
0: Yeah. That (laughs) hurts a little bit. And so I'm in the finance world, um, being a CPA and, and I thought, I would be protected from the, the financial collapse because I kept telling myself, hey, I'm a CPA. Nothing's going to happen to me. Everybody needs CPAs. Well, guess what? Things happened. The financial collapse took place. It was September 2009. I went to work bright and early one day, ended up in a meeting, and left that day without a job. Um, just had a a newborn, didn't have a plan. Um, Found out real quickly that there were abundant of CPAs walking the streets looking for jobs. I wasn't alone, which made it more difficult um, in finding another job. I kept having this entrepreneurial itch, if you will, growing up in a family business, I sort of knew that I wanted to have my own business or my own structure sometime, somehow. Um, and this really just sort of forced me into it. I wasn't quite ready to to make that leap or didn't think I was ready to make that leap. But, um, given the, the cars that I were, I was dealt and the opportunities that didn't exist, it was time to launch my own brand.
1: What was, you know, what were the steps that you took to put that into place and you know, we're going to get a little bit more into it, but how did that work out for you?
0: Yeah, it worked out pretty well eventually. It was a difficult time. I remember just coming home from not having a job anymore and I had to confess that to my wife and mm-hmm. that was difficult for sure. And without a plan, it took me several months to to really come I guess to grieve, to go through all the processes of, of grief. Right. And then come around to, okay, I can do this. I, I, I can start my own business and do this. Um, consulting on the, on the, you know, pick up a client here, here or there. Um, so started out with a website, marketing myself, going to all the meetings I possibly could, all the chamber events, any kind of business meetings. I started speaking a little bit at events and conferences just to get my name out there. Um, one client led to another client, led to another client. Finally, had enough clients to get back on my feet, and uh, been doing that pretty much ever since.
1: So, as a man, and working through all of that, and starting from the process of having to come home and tell your wife that. You know, we have no 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 longer have steady income coming in at this point. Um, How did you mentally get through that? What do you think was was the the anchor that held you to uh, to make it through that? Because a lot of people didn't.
0: A lot of people didn't make it through that. The anchor I had was um, we were active in church. I knew that um, I grew up in church as well. I knew that I wasn't going to be presented with anything I couldn't get through. I just didn't know how I was going to get through it at the time, so I guess my anchor would have been faith um, that things were going to work out eventually, one way or the other. Something would give and and work out in my favor because, like I said, I was I'm not going to be presented with anything I can't conquer.
1: Yeah, that's a great attitude to have, um, you know. And, and in addition, in there somewhere is you know you you stood up to the challenge, uh, and it only made you. A stronger man, yeah. A stronger, stronger husband, more, stronger dad.
0: Yeah, stronger, more resilient. Understanding now that I can look back and say, "Hey, that was actually the you know the best thing that ever happened to me was was that." Who knows where I would be otherwise?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, at what point? So, you're already trained as a CPA and you're crunching the numbers. At what point did you pick up the skills to also do what you do for businesses outside of other than just being the CPA? Because I find a lot of CPAs; they don't really take that next step.
0: Yes, that's that's you're very true about that. Um, I think growing up in a business helped me tremendously. They can't mm-hmm. teach you how to run a business in college, right? Um,
1: <laughs> Man, I'm going to play that one over and over again. That's absolutely correct.
0: <laughs> so that gave me a superior foundation to most you know most people just having a lifetime of, of business experience in retail. Um, being able to talk to small business owners around town, just go and meet with them and say, hey, what what's keeping you up at night? What's going on that I can help you with? Um, just thinking outside the box, it's not just bookkeeping and tax returns. It's how can I help a business grow and build upon the foundation they they've established, what are some tweaks or curves that I could put in place that could help them become more profitable, larger scaling, if that's what they so choose, or maybe it's to make more money to give back. Maybe that's their goal, whatever their goal is, how can I help them achieve their goal?
1: Yeah. And you kind of use that as a, as a leverage, if you will, because you know, want to grow great, Why? Right. I mean, honestly, you know, I see a lot of businesses that grow. I literally was having a conversation yesterday with a guy who, that was his answer. He wants his business to grow. And I was like, well, why? What's the point of that? How, where are you on, on profits and your revenue? You know, how much are you paying yourself? How much are you, how's the business doing? Because a lot of business owners have this idea that they have to grow or profit when you can actually profit and grow. I, I met a guy several weeks back, and uh, I'm not going to get into the exact industry he's in, but the bottom line is this $55 million business in four years in revenue, but he himself is flat broke. Yeah. What so what's going on? There's a lot going on there.
0: There's a lot going uh, on.
1: And that's just sad. And he thinks that's normal. He actually continued to say that other entrepreneurs, other business owners that are just getting into the, you know, starting this process, this journey right. to be prepared because that's what you have to look forward to. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous.
0: That is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It makes no sense to me. So what are you able to do? I mean, we look at the numbers and we, uh, we have these conversations, what are you able to do? Or let's get into this. What are some um, good news stories that come out of what you've been doing?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, I am able to look at things from a strategic standpoint and maybe the business owner, or I find that a lot of small business owners are sort of in the ditch and they're running the business or they're working in the business, not on the business. And uh-huh. I can help them take a couple steps back and let's look at a more holistic view of the business and see what things we could tweak or change. I had um, one service contractor as an example, they were making great money on smaller jobs, you know, onesie, twosie, one day, two day jobs, but they were losing, always losing money on larger jobs and they kept wanting to win larger jobs and they were being successful at winning those jobs, but they couldn't make money on them. And so if you had a two or three week long job, that they would lose, not only would they not make 20%, they may lose 10%. So really Mm. there's a 30% swing and that would wipe out 15 other small jobs profit. And so they end up making zero profit. So I was able to go in and say, okay, you know, why? Why are we losing money on larger jobs? And it came down to systems. They didn't have a system in place to track cost on those larger jobs. And they were running jobs basically from their hip pocket, I like to say. Mm. and trying to keep up with everything mentally or on a a notepad and not electronically. And so by the time the job's over, they're, you know, 120% of cost and they still have two days left on the job and no one knows because they're not tracking it. So we were able to put a system in place of how they could track costs on those jobs as well as bill periodically throughout the job to help their cash flow situation. And then they started making profits on larger jobs because they could control costs better. Cause you just forget if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a project manager and you're running five jobs and all of them are two or three weeks long, you can't remember what cost you have on any one of those jobs. If you're a week or two in to the job, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, exactly. I mean, the whole thing is about, is about systems and systems, usually aren't all that sexy. And that's why That's right. They, they seem complicated, but they're not. They're just, it's, if you have the right systems in place and the tracking mechanisms, it tells the story for you. It does. So you really good systems.
0: And that particular business owner, I mean, he said, I'm just banging my head against the wall. I can't figure out what we're doing wrong. And he was just at a loss. He, he was just about to throw his hat in and just quit working towards getting larger jobs and it was like hang on let's take a couple steps back talk to me about your systems and then real quick he was like i don't know if we have any systems all right okay there's your problem let's fix it
1: what do you feel would have happened to that particular business had you not been able to come in and intervene
0: it would have stayed a mom and pop small one one day two day jobs and probably eventually went out of business
1: yeah yeah, and some other tragic events would have happened in there based on my experience some some divorces possibly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not not maybe not just the business owner but many of the employees um they would have had to move on. Right. Uh, it just it just it turns sour it's a cascading really quick. effect.
0: Yeah, it would have been a cascading and negative cascading effect for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And man, that's that right there is just what pumps me up so much to, to know that there's guys out there like you that are able to turn these businesses around in such a way, save jobs, save marriages, save yeah. lives. It really yeah. is that serious, guys. Uh, and, and, you know, you think about 2008, 2009 for a lot of people, but many businesses, many people are living this day in and day out. They've had businesses three, four, five, six, ten years and they've never paid themselves a dime, and they're That's still right. doing it, like you mentioned grocery store. I knew somebody had owned a grocery store for twenty some odd years they never they were literally working to keep this place open. Oh my God, employees I can't yeah. imagine yeah, ridiculous i and, can't imagine and that. they thought it was that was normal to them, and what it yeah. was the way I found out about it was the daughter, the father had passed away, so the mother was left behind, and so the daughter flew out to you know, kind of see what was going on, help mom out, see if they could help, ha- she could help out with the business. And she was appalled. She had no idea her parents were living like this. Wow. Um, And just keeping this thing.
0: Just no idea. Just keeping the yeah. doors open. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people think that's just what it is. Like I get into business for freedom, but I can't make any money. And now I'm sort of stuck. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And they forget or don't understand or don't know that services like, The two of us provide are out there and so many other people provide to help them, you know, see the, see the light, so to speak. Yeah.
1: Well, the same is true. Say for instance, CPAs and out here in Florida, there's a dentist office on every corner. I don't know how any of them make money, but I'm working on getting into uh, working with some of those, but see uh, chiropractors, Um, you know, they, they're taught in school to be excellent chiropractors. They're not taught how to run a business. And what they do is they set up the same website as the guy down the street they get the same return on, you know, conversion rates and all this kind of stuff, you know, five, maybe 8%. And I think that's normal. Right. it is normal in their industry. Yeah. But that's, that, that doesn't have to be their norm. And all you have to do is tweak a few things in the marketing, get more clients and, and serve them in a different way. And, you know, just so many other strategies to where they're just going to, I mean, they're actually able to take some vacations now again. I love it. Yeah. So we are at the point, Brent, where we are going to pay it forward. You ready to do that?
0: Let's do it. I'm excited.
1: Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today.
0: Be nice to your CPA or your financial advisor.
1: <laughs> what is and, and what specifically is that if I'm coming to you, what, what would you say? Wow, Wally was really nice today. What's that look like?
0: Well, you have been nice today. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, be open and honest um, with your financial advisor, CPA, your your CFO or part-time CFO, whatever you go to. Be open and honest and try to create those conversations now. Talk to them now for 2019. Don't wait until 2020 comes around to say, oh, well, tell me what happened in 2019. Talk to them about what's going to happen with your three-year plan, your five-year plan. Where do you want to be in three years? Doing the exact same thing you're doing today? Probably not.
1: Yeah, you know, this is one of those situations where guys, bad news gets worse when it's not to- when the story's not told.
0: Yeah, uh, you can't
1: you can't sweep it under because ultimately you're going to be standing at the doorsteps of Uncle Sam. Yeah, and or they're going to be standing at your, your doorstep. They'll be standing
0: at your doorstep eventually.
1: <laughs> so, and you don't want that, man. If no, not been at in all. That situation is a terrible place to be. Any other actionable steps they can take? I think if if they do that. Um,
0: and, and just like I said, be open and honest, um, learn your numbers, learn how to read a financial statement, understand what the numbers mean, um, understand the difference between a balance sheet, an income statement, a cash flow statement. If you can read those and understand what they mean, you'll be light years ahead of most people.
1: Mm, absolutely. First off, have one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so what what rituals make the biggest impact in your life, Brent?
0: Um, I'm going to say the biggest ritual that that probably has the most impact is exercise, believe it or not. And I was so anti-exercise. Well, I wasn't necessarily anti-exercise. I didn't have time for exercise is what I kept telling myself when we had a couple of kids and I was working Mm -hmm. 60 hours a week. But then I found time and I just feel refreshed and rejuvenated and everything seems to work a lot better when I'm exercising. And then if I go a few days without exercising, I can certainly tell because I'm in a slump or I'm kind of gloomy. It's just, it's a, it's a natural way to fight depression and anxiety is through exercise.
1: Absolutely. 100%. I totally agree with that. What are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why?
0: So I would recommend, I've read these books. I've read a couple of books from John Cotter, who's a Harvard uh, professor who spends has has spent forty plus years of research on changes and change management. So he has a couple of books. They've been out for a while, but one is our iceberg is melting. It's a story about these penguins. And it and it's real easy it's an easy read, but it talks to you about how to overcome meet and overcome any kind of change. If you understand penguins are on iceberg and their icebergs melting and they have to figure out what to do. And each one of the little penguins represents somebody else in your business or in your, in your Mm -hmm. environment. It's really a, it's a easy, fun read. Another one he has is, um, change management and how to correctly get through change. I think something like 85% of changes fail in the business world. So it's difficult to instill some type. type of change, whether it's software or a new employee or um, a new location, people hate change. Mm. Those two books are, are awesome ways to understand, understand how to implement change. And then Ray Dalio has a book out life and work principles that I love. It's just some of his principles on, on exactly that life and work. And it's sort of, It's a super thick book. It's like three or four inches thick, but I just flip it open and just read one. And then a few days later, I'll just randomly pick another page and read another one. So it's not something to sit down and read from front to back or it's not for me, but it's been a great (laughs) reference.
1: Yeah, great, great recommendations, and I'll have those listed in the show notes, guys, so you don't have to worry about writing that down if you're driving right now or something. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance?
0: I'm going to say it's themselves. Mm-hmm. I think there's a glass ceiling or a walled garden or whatever you want to call it, and a lot of people just they don't know what they don't know, and they mm-hmm. can't admit that.
1: Yeah. Goodness, man. I just think about back in my mid twenties where I just absolutely knew everything there was to know. Absolutely. (laughs) And now I just turned 50 uh, a couple days ago on Sunday. And uh, for years at at this point now, (laughs) I've known, I know very little, I will never know it all, but I'm willing to learn as I go. Right.
0: right. I'm a lifelong learner now. When I was in my twenties, I thought, well, gosh, I know every I know absolutely everything about everything, and can mm. do anything. But now I'm like, oh, I got to keep reading and keep listening and keep doing because I <laughs> I don't know that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is okay, you know, and, a, and that's okay. Yeah. You only need to know a few things to be that's right. Uh, you know, and to. To make a living out of what it is that you know and what you can share. That's right. Um, You know, you don't have parenting figured out. It changes with each next year that they get older. You don't have marriage figured out. You don't have any of this stuff figured out. But that's right. there's people out there who are a little bit further along than you are in business, life, fitness, you name it. Plug into those people. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, we all have to learn by mistakes, but it don't have to be our mistakes.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: So what does being a man of abundance mean to you, Brent?
0: That's a great question. And you sort of mentioned this earlier, when I think, when we first got started. But what I like to look at is sort of my business, fitness, emotional health, um, financial health. If all of those are hitting on all cylinders, then I'm living a life of abundance. If I'm not paying attention to one of those, say emotional health, if I'm not meditating or not, um, going to church and not following through with my habits, then I'm suffering in that one area. Then it's going to bring the other areas down and I'm not, um, a holistic person living a life of abundance. But if I can get all of those areas functioning as best I can, then I'm living a life of abundance.
1: Very cool. I dig it, man. So we are going to have your website linked up Awesome. in the show notes. And that is, just so I can mention it here, brentmcclure.com. That's M-C-C-L-U-R-E.com, brentmcclure.com. But before I let you go, man, what else would you like to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today?
0: I think we've covered most of it. While well, you did a fantastic job, but I would just say, pay attention to your financials, work on your business, not in your business. Follow me online, read some of my blogs. If I can be any assistance, feel free to reach out.
1: Absolutely, man. I greatly appreciate it. Go out, live your life of abundance, Brent. Keep paying it forward because it's making a huge difference in so many lives because for every business you save, you're literally saving 10 to who knows hundreds of people right, right. Uh, from one business. And that's a huge task to take on, man. So just keep it Yes, going. sir.
0: I dig it. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. All right, I have a couple action steps for you guys today. Number one, whether you're a business owner or not, it is imperative that you have a good relationship with a very good CPA or somebody who not only knows how to do taxes, but can actually educate you on how to keep more of what you earn. So many people are literally throwing their money away and just giving it to Uncle Sam and thinking that's okay. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. I am all about paying taxes. That's why we live in a civilized society that we live in. I do question where my tax dollars are being spent, but that's for a whole other conversation. But you know, it's very interesting that somebody will go out and start an MLM or a network marketing business just to make a couple extra bucks when you can literally put money back in your pocket if you know the tax laws and are taking advantage of the tax rules, especially if you're a home-based business owner. If you manage your business from home, did you realize that you are in the group of all taxpayers that have the most tax deductions than any other group of taxpayers out there? do your research make sure you are getting the right deductions for the right reasons so the first action step is to get to know a very good cpa and get educated on how to maximize your income and assets now for you business owners out there Chances are you are absolutely amazing at what you do as a technician in your business. Yet, based on my experience and after the conversation that Brett and I just had, it is very obvious that many of you are not as awesome at business and marketing strategies. This is one of those situations where what you don't know is literally costing you thousands and in most cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So this action step for you business owners is to connect with somebody who can show you business strategies that will help you uncover hundreds of thousands of dollars in your business without you even spending any more money on marketing or advertising. This is extremely important for the life of your business, your own personal life, and the well-being of your family and many other families that your business touches in one way or another. Now, go out and live your life of abundance